We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hello, dateables. Welcome to Brunch Talk. We are so ecstatic. I'm going to stop using the word excited. I'm going to say ecstatic <laughs> to have you with us today as we embark on our Brunch Talk journey. This is always such a fun episode for us to do on the weekly. I love ecstatic over excited. Do you remember ecstatic dance? Is it not a thing anymore? I don't know. I don't know if COVID shut it down, but you remember what I'm talking about. It would be like of a course. daytime dance party, completely sober, I believe, mm -hmm. in like a church in the morning on a Sunday. Right. <laughs> it's supposed to be a spiritual experience where you don't interact or dance with other people. You're just dancing by yourself, which is what I do anyway. One of my old coworkers, she met her husband that way at ecstatic dance. No way. He saw her on the dance floor in her element and was like, that's my person. Oh, damn. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, you're really not supposed to interact with each other. It's supposed to be like a very solo experience in the presence of other people. But you know, there was something about her aura. She spoke to exactly. him. So we are ecstatic to be here. Yes, we are. <laughs> Let's do some ecstatic dancing with our brunch. It's always a good time to do it. <laughs> oh, I'm so hungry. Just I don't really eat breakfast. Thinking about and dancing. Usually, yeah. <laughs> I don't get hungry till, you know, pretty much around lunchtime. But when it is around lunchtime, I'm just famished all the time. I was going to say, I feel like I've been with you for many brunches, but I guess we probably did eat around till lunchtime. It's probably right. what it was, even yeah. though it was breakfast food. Brunch is such a misnomer. You know, I love breakfast. It's actually one of my favorite meals of the day, hands down. And I'm a huge breakfast person. I feel like I very rarely miss breakfast, even if it's in the weekday, before work time. Like I'm always, I can't start my day, I don't think. I can't function without breakfast. I think 
everybody knows what their fuel is. And my fuel, I get my fuel around noon. Just so weird. Just like need to eat around noon or else. So yeah. So for anybody who's also hungry, you're in good company because I am famished right now. I am so famished that I want to dive into this question because it's a yes, very Yes, I was going to say <laughs> this question fuels me up, that's for sure. <laughs> the question is, how do you turn a situationship into a relationship? And then for more context, the listener wrote in, I've been dating, in quotes, Mm -hmm. a guy for six months now. I say dating in quotes as we haven't defined the relationship and we see each other probably once every two to three weeks, usually out with friends, but sometimes we make plans on our own. Is it too late to turn this situationship into more? How do I go about having this DTR convo after so much time has passed without seeming weird? Okay. So the difference between a situationship and a relationship is that in a relationship, both people know they're in a relationship with each other, that is. In a situationship, maybe it's one-sided, maybe one person thinks they're in a relationship with the other person, or nobody thinks they're in a relationship with each other. So it's about bringing that awareness before you have this transitional, I guess, conversation, we can call the DTR. You have to understand that there is a possibility of losing this person. So first and foremost, be okay and accept the fact that after this conversation, you may lose this person in your life. And you have to be okay with that because you wanting to be in a relationship with this person outweighs just having this person in your life. That's what we're basically saying. And then the second step is to have this be this open conversation. It is exactly like a DTR. It should be conversational. It's not one-sided. You don't come in with an agenda, but I think it's a compassionate conversation of, I've really enjoyed hanging out with you. I love spending time with you. I would love to make this more official. Mm -hmm. And I am proud to make this official. How do you feel about that? I mean, I would say it's never too late to have this conversation. No, Probably the approach I would take or suggest is having a series of multiple conversations. We often think the DTR has to be this like big convo that we sit down, bare our soul and wait for this yes or no answer. And we don't think it needs to be like that. Like ideally, you're just starting multiple conversations. Also, this person, you know, may not think you want more. Like they might think this is good. And it might take them really off guard if all of a sudden you come at them with this big conversation of what is this? I want more, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would say you also, the listener that wrote in said that they oftentimes will hang out with friends and sometimes they'll do things one-on-one or planned, have more of those one-on-one planned because When it's just something so loose, like, oh, we happen to run into each other or we're all out in a group, that makes it feel super casual. So I would personally start with how do you make it feel more like dates and see how receptive they are to that. And if they're not receptive, I mean, one, you could have your answer, but also there's no harm in saying like, hey, really enjoy hanging out with you. I'd love to do like more one-on-one stuff or more things that we can plan. Or maybe you actually know something that they're interested in. I'd hope after 
six months yeah. that you would have a feel of some things. Like make a plan. Like say like, let's say they're a fan of Stranger Things, the TV show. Hey, the Stranger Things experience is coming to town. Would you want me to get tickets? Or would mm-hmm. you want to get tickets? Like you can find things in your community, a concert, a comedy show. Like there's so many events that you could find that could be perfect opportunities to make that transition to something a little bit more planned. I appreciate this ease into the conversation. Something to stay away from is asking, what are we doing here? What are we? Yes. Oh, raise your hand right now if you've asked that question before and how the other person has responded, (laughs) probably with, uh, I don't know. Yeah, they don't know know what you want from the answer, right? Like, I think that's a really good point is so often with DTR is we put it on the other person. Like, what do you Mm -hmm. want? What are you looking for? And they're like, do they want me to say serious? Do they want me to say casual? The best is for you to put it out what you're looking for eventually. And I think with this, we talked about how do you ease in a little, but I think it could be a little more each time. Like I'm looking to go on a date and then eventually like I'm looking for this to be a relationship. You take hold of the narrative. It's not about, oh, after we have this conversation, we magically relabel ourselves (laughs) and things are different. It's more about instead of saying, what are we doing here? What are we? You tell the other person what you're observing. I'm observing that we're moving towards a relationship. Hey, you just Mm -hmm. took hold of the narrative. And then you're paving the way for what this future state looks like. It's not like starting today, you are my boyfriend, you are my girlfriend. There's no declaration of that. It's like, I see us moving in this direction. Do you see that too? And should we both work towards that direction? And I think the more positive enforcement you can give, like, hey, I see us moving towards a relationship and I'm really loving it or I'm having a great time. I feel like our connection has gotten so much deeper or so much better because of this. Like the more you can put that stuff out there and make it less of like a, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why isn't this moving forward? And more about, oh, these are all the benefits and the good that's coming from this. Like if you had a choice to get on board with that versus someone that's coming at you and being like, why aren't you doing enough for me? Of course, you're going to choose the person that's excited about where things are going. Right. Absolutely. Think about what is going to be different for for you if you have this conversation from a situationship to a relationship what is it about your dynamic that's going to change or what are you wanting more of for me i remember trying to transition this one situationship i had into a relationship was that i wanted him to be my person i remember having the scare at my apartment where someone was trying to break in and i wish so much that i could just call him because he would be my person to call but i didn't feel comfortable doing that because we hadn't defined that to me that was yeah. so important to define it's like are you my person like the person i call the first person I think of, that's the future state of our relationship. And that's what would make this different for me. You bring up such a good point, UA, too, that it's important to look at what is this current situation, not saying that it needs to be what it is forever. But why is it a situationship right now? Mm. Is it because you two just have bad communication and you haven't made it clear what you're looking for? They haven't made it clear. You have no idea what they actually want. That's different than if someone's like actively saying, I don't want a relationship. Like you can't change people or they're just like not showing up for you in certain ways. Like I think there's 
a lot of nuance in this. And while I don't think six months in is ever too late, relationships, you know, best case scenario, they just get off the ground at the beginning. But we all know, and especially from doing years of dateable podcasts, not every love story is that smooth of transition. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to say it's like totally out of the cards, but I also would love for you to reflect on what was the last six months, because that I think is going to set this conversation up differently. Like if it's clearly a friends with benefits, they've made blatant comments, they aren't treating you and giving you respect. Like, is that even someone you want a relationship with? Instead of just saying like, I want to transition the situationship into a relationship, I would say let's take a step back of the why, like you were saying, why do I want to do this? And then also like, is this person actually someone that could be a good partner for me? And it goes back to you're going to have to be okay with not having this person in your life after you do this analysis. Sometimes you may not have to talk to this person at all after you do this analysis and reflect back and think, (laughs) actually, nah, you know, I (laughs) don't want to be in a relationship with this person at all. I actually just was looking for validation and I don't need to get that validation from someone who's not respecting me. Most of the time we get into situationships (laughs) because we are afraid of stepping up. We are afraid of showing up. We're afraid of letting our true selves be shown and be seen. And what I feel like is in this question from our listener is, I want to be seen by this person. I'm ready to be seen. How do I let this person know I'm ready for this? Sometimes the other person may not want to see you. And that's okay. You can move on because that's not the person for you. And I want to get into more maybe our own situations and also other ways that someone can approach this. But before we do that, let's hear a quick message from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC. THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use a code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use a code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm 
often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. When she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you had a time where you wanted a situationship to be more? I know you mentioned the time that when you know you felt like you wanted to define it, to have that security. Was there any other ones or how did that one end up playing out? <laughs> I feel like... All of my relationships in my 20s were situationships that I wanted to turn into relationships. Yeah, just didn't have that term back then. Yeah. Yeah. And then every time it was, what are we doing here? And it came out of nowhere. I came with an agenda, but he would kind of respond with, where did this come from? I feel like now, I think in my 30s is when I was more intentional about that transition. And it was more about establishing boundaries for me. I'm not looking for DTR. I'm telling you, this is what I want in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And if you can't step up to this, then I don't want you in this capacity in my life. But it's been really tough doing that because I had the cool girl syndrome, as many of us have. (laughs) And you just go, oh, it's fine. We can hang out. We hang out, you know, if you cancel on me last minute, it's totally cool. I had other plans. (laughs) No big deal. But when you go from that to a more serious tone of like, I'm looking for a relationship, I'm ready to be in something more serious, it catches people off guard because then they're like, where did this come from? Because you've been so casual about it the whole time. So that's why I think your advice, Julie, of easing in is so important. You can't catch people off guard with this. You have to like slowly show that you want this to be more of a serious thing. Oh my God, I'm having so much PTSD for what you just said. (laughs) Like flashbacks are coming. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think I was in one. But now I remember I had one situationship where, you know, we dated a little, then it kind of like went into more of a friends with benefits, started to fade out. We had this one date planned. So I thought I got back, I was doing the um, team and training, the running group I was in uh-huh. at the time. And I remember going to this thing being like, oh, I'm so excited for this bocce date in Golden Gate Park that I have today. <laughs> I get back, text him and he's like, oh, I'm golfing. And I'm like, what the <gasps> fuck? You know, but I didn't say anything. I was just like, no. oh, no big deal. All good. But I think that one 
I eventually realized that this just wasn't a good match for me and good partner. I never had the relationship convo because I realized this isn't someone I want to be with. No. But I did have a situationship that went on for two years. That was a friend. So I feel this like you run into them with friends. And that's hard because you never can escape that person fully. No. Nope. And that one, I remember up front, it started with him wanting to be in a relationship mm-hmm. and flipped the cards to I'm actually not looking for a relationship. Ooh. And then, of course, I got more invested and I didn't have a series of convos. And that's why, like, looking back on it, I feel like I should have. But I eventually was like, can we meet up and talk? And he basically was like, no, like, didn't even want to meet, which is so harsh now looking at it. But, you know, and like looking back on this thing, though, was this someone I really wanted to date? They wouldn't even know a conversation. Like, no. So that's why I think it's so important to look at like the holistic piece of what's happening. And this person could be amazing. We have no idea who you're dating. All of you that are listening probably have different situationships out there. But really look at like, is this a person that I can build a relationship with? Or is it a situationship for a reason? And not to sound like a broken record, but the longevity of your situationship does not dictate a relationship. I hear you all saying, you know, we've been doing this thing. We've been seeing each other for six months now. Six months doesn't mean anything if your needs aren't met. (laughs) That doesn't mean anything. I was thinking the same thing. Also, six months, you see each other every two to three weeks. Okay, let's be generous. You see each other twice a month. So you've basically seen each other 12 times. Yeah. It's so funny when people are always like, we've been dating for a year. We've been dating for eight months. And then you find out they see each other once a month. It's like, yeah, no. Not the same thing of like living day in and day out with someone. That's totally different. So stop putting a time marker on it because that doesn't really mean anything. It's really how do you feel around this person? How do they make you feel? What side of you do they bring out of you? If they're bringing out a side of you that wants to be in a relationship with them without the anxiety, like you actually see this person as a partner, you want to take care of them, you respect them, you want to be around them, then that's a relationship side of you. Some people bring out the cool girl anxious side of me. And do I want to be in a relationship with someone who makes me feel like I need to have the cool girl hat on all the time and high anxiety, but suppressing it all? No, I don't want that side of UA to come out. That's not the person I want to be in a relationship with, even if we've been hanging out for six years. And you know, like I'm thinking about this person I just mentioned that wouldn't even meet up and have a conversation with me. I'm still glad I did it. And your point earlier, UA, that might be the end. It probably will once you have that conversation, Mm -hmm. if this person isn't going to meet you. But that's okay. Like that's what I needed. I needed for this situation not to keep dragging on. I wish I had that conversation a year earlier in retrospect, but I was afraid of what the answer would be. And being afraid of the answer, like all you're doing is just being in this like pseudo relationship. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was good because it was something for me to talk about with my friends and I could feel like I was in something, but was I really? Like I was actually blocking myself from meeting someone that would really be a real relationship. Mm -hmm. So I think actually a gift is someone telling you, I don't want to be with you in that way. And this person to this day, still single, always looks at my Instagram stories every Ah. single time, always at the top. And I'm like, okay, what does Uh. that mean? Is that like the person that looks the most? Something like that. But 
I'm in a very happy relationship. So not saying that, I don't, I don't mean that to come off like, oh, he's miserable and I'm not. I don't know him at all. I don't talk to him at all. But it's more of like, you will move on and they will find what they're looking for, whatever that is. Yes. But the worst thing is not saying anything. So if you right. can come to terms with like, okay, this person's not for me and that's closure. Yeah, no need to say anything. Like I was saying with that first person. But with the person that you're still like, no, I really feel it. Have that convo, even if it ends up being quote unquote rejection, so much better for you to move forward. Oh my gosh. It's so freeing for someone to tell you, I don't want to be in a relationship with you. And you go, yeah. thank God I can <laughs> fucking move on now. I don't have to keep wondering. <gasps> Situationships are the worst. It keeps you in limbo. Absolutely yes. in limbo. And it's fair talking, like you said. Like I think ideally we'd all become fearless and just have more of these conversations up front. And ultimately, you know, you and I t- both talked about this, like how we became more intentional and more serious of what we're looking for. And I'm so glad I went through the situationship I did because it was the growth I needed. So if you're mm-hmm. in this place current day, don't look at it like, oh, I'm not assertive enough. I'm not stating my needs. You're exactly where you need to be. You're going to learn from this. Yes. Think of it as a learning opportunity to take hold of your love life instead of waiting for someone else's timeline to align with yours, which may never happen. Why bother? Because it's your life. Why are you waiting for someone else to ignite (laughs) your life? It doesn't make sense. I wish I could go back to my 20-year-old self and say, why are you wasting time and energy on this? But I guess you've got to. This person clearly isn't giving it to you. Yes. Right. That's where the learning comes from. That's okay. You got to go through the trenches to learn. But let's make sure we learn and move on and not just keep repeating the same patterns. I think for me, when I had this situation, I was like, I'm never doing this again. Like, if someone tells me they don't want a relationship, I'm not going to think I can change them. Yep. Not going to say that, oh, it's not right now, but it will be soon. Take what they say at face value. So 100% agree, as long as we're not repeating the same thing over and over again with a new person, then it's time for therapy and to work out what's underlying. But some of this is just inevitable in the journey is that you're going to have these things and you're going to go back to your past self and just be like, why? But you know that you needed to do it to get to where you are. And the conversations I've had with friends who are racking their brains thinking, how do I ask for this? How do I DTR? How do I make this less casual? How do I invite this person to my sister's wedding without it seeming like it's too aggressive to do so? Like, what are you doing? Why are you wasting your headspace to do this? It's your life. Just have a conversation. Have a a conversation. If you want something, ask for it. All the time that you're using on things you can't control, which is what someone does and what someone thinks, you can't control either of those things. It means you are wasting your own time. Life is short. Stop wasting your time on the things that you have no control over. A hundred percent. I was talking to a friend the other day, a mutual friend of ours, and she was like playing through a scenario and I'm like, you need to just talk to this person. Like, I don't know. You know, like, I'm not him. Like, I have no idea. All the time I could get back for that. And I think some of that is growth too. Like, why do you actually want to be in a relationship? I think there was a period I just wanted things to talk about with friends. And I don't know if I really did want like an actual partner that was going to be there and that, you know, relationships take work. So you have to be ready for that too. So take a look inward as well as you're in this situationship. Yeah, good point on that. Relationships. Do you even want one? 
on. We'll start there. Well, I remember when I was at the situation ship, my friend was just like, do you want a relationship? Because it doesn't seem like it. No. You, know? so you wouldn't be here if you did. Relationships, do you even want one? Go to our back catalog because that was still one of the top episodes of all time. So good. It's a really good combo. Okay, well, I feel like this was a really good conversation. I think a lot of people can relate. Don't beat yourself up. It's never too late. Put yourself first. What do you want? Is this a good partner for you? How do you start changing the conversation? And then ease into it. Make it something that they want to be part of if all that other stuff checks out. Wonderful, wonderful question. You can send in your questions to us by emailing hello at datablepodcast.com or you can DM us on social media at datablepodcast. We try to answer all the questions. In fact, I wouldn't even say try. We have answered all the questions that have come in. So you're welcome. And we thank you Keep for the coming. content. <laughs> Keep them coming. This one, I feel like the situationship, there's always some variation of this question. Always. So, well, happy brunching and we'll see you next week. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag stay dateable and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.